Hey friend, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here listening to another episode of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. Here we talk all about the ins and outs of designing knit and crochet patterns and running a business that makes it all possible. I'm Jessica, your host, knitting pattern designer, design mentor, and the friend in your ear. Can't wait to dive right in. The Pattern Design Circle podcast is sponsored by the Pattern Design Circle, a membership community for knit and crochet pattern designers that are feeling lost, lonely, or frustrated in their business. It connects you with a supportive community that's always eager to answer your questions and help you through the hard times. And there's loads of resources and activities specifically catered to business and designing. Sound like your jam? Check it out at snickerdoodleknits.com forward slash design dash circle. That's snickerdoodle like the cookie, knits, K-N-I-T-S dot com forward slash design dash circle. All right, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you once again. And this is another featured designer replay. Um, I've been hosting a featured designer of the month on my Instagram to just dive deep into the stories of designers to learn more about their background, about what brought them to knitting and designing, and then dive into uh, more of their design process, their inspiration, and their creativity as a whole, and how their other hobbies and interests outside of knitting and designing play a role in all of it. Um, So I'm very excited to bring this discussion to you. Um, This chat is one that I had with Julie of uh, Julianne Knitter and Twin Stitches Designs. And it's just, Julianne has so much energy. Um, if you're familiar with your work, her work, I I tend to associate it with bright colors and socks. She does do some sweaters and things like that, but um, she's she's just such a vibrant, positive energy on Instagram. And so anyway, I'm so excited to be able to share share a bit with you about our conversation that we had about Julianne's whole journey and um, how she got started designing and design process and design inspiration and all of that. So I hope you really enjoy it and find lots of inspiration and something that you can take and apply to your own life. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to this month's featured designer chat. This is August, if you're watching the replay. And today we have Julie of Julianne Knitter and Twin Stitches Designs joining us. And I'm I'm so excited. Uh, so we actually, we both were a part of a publication, third party publication that just announced the designers at the beginning of this month. So I thought it'd be fun to bring Julie on to talk. And I see she's here now. So I will invite her on. And we'll get started. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm trying to move so that like, you know, the window and all the light. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'll put you right here. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. I am too. Just making sure you're like not not gonna not gonna move. All right. 
Yes. Um, so, first of all, a question that I should have asked you a long time ago. Uh, do you typically go by Julie or do you typically go by Julianne? So, my actual name is Julianne, but for the longest time, people call me Julie and I go off. Um, I usually say Julie because a lot of people sometimes think Anne is my middle name. Honestly, either one doesn't bother me whatsoever. Um, I know a lot of people call me Julie and other call me Julianne, but yeah, it's whatever. I'm good with, I'm good with both. Perfect. Grabbing. My um, knitting. And then the other piece of homework I did not do was to ask how you pronounce your last name. Uh, are you French at all? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, my last name is obviously my husband's, and he's more French. It's Le Boutillier. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I definitely want to. No. Don't worry. We have heard it said so many ways, like, throughout, like, just having, like, the girls and everything, and just, <laughs> we've heard it butchered. So, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. No. Hello yes. to everybody joining us. I saw a couple hellos coming through. Hello, friends. Joining us live. Um, I so had everyone... a question. Oh, oh God. I had someone ask if you were going to save this live. Yes. Yes. I, and then I'll, I'll have the replay saved on my profile. I don't know if I can tag you as a collaborator on a replay video live. Um, but I will. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I can. I've done them with Whitney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can. So I'll tag you as well if you want it on your profile. Yes. Okay. Please. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. And then I also add it to my YouTube channel for folks that aren't on Instagram. But if you're watching oh, that's awesome. the live, you're obviously you're on Instagram. So yeah, it's not cool. But <laughs> um, yeah, just so, in case if somebody can't make the whole live and then they want to go and check it out after. I find that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, how often are we actually able to catch a whole hour-long live that somebody does? Very rarely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Replays are so nice. Um, yep. it's, it's fun to be able to interact and have folks here live. It's fun to watch them live. But the reality is everybody has a oh, life. Gosh. So. <laughs> And half the time I'm watching someone live, I don't know if you guys, you could let us know what you're up to, but I'm doing something else. I'm either like cleaning or I'm knitting or I'm working or whatever. At the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to somebody live. So we totally got it. Yep. I'm usually washing dishes because yeah. that's something I hate doing. And somehow it's better when I get to listen to something. <laughs> That's usually when um, I'll video chat somebody and I'm like, just talk me through cleaning my kitchen. <laughs> like, yes. Um, so, yeah, so at the very beginning, before anybody was on, I said, this is our my featured designer chat for the month. Um, I do this every month where I have a featured designer. And I'm probably going to call you Julianne because that's what I'm used to from Instagram. <laughs> And, um, and I were both designers inside of the Knitter's Planner for 2023, so they just announced the designers this month, so I thought it would be fun to, to go live together. Yes. So, yes. And I'm so honored you asked, and I remember when you messaged me and you're like, I heard you're the other designer. <laughs> I was, yeah, it's awesome. 
so absolutely honored to be a part of that. And I cannot wait for the knitting planner next year. Yes. Were you part of it last year as well? No. no. Okay. But you have the planner. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. you talking about the planner, but yeah. That's fun. Yeah, no, I have the planner and I absolutely love it. So for anybody who doesn't um, know what we're chatting about, there's the knitter's planner, which is amazing. So this is the one from last year. Um, and both me and it's Jessica, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it was Jess or Jessica. Um, <laughs> me and Jessica are both uh, designers in the 2023 Knitter's Planner. So it's so beyond exciting. Um, for that. Yes. And if you go to the Knitter's Planner, um, their Instagram or their website, they are doing a book about each featured designer. So Julie was the first one at the beginning of the month. And I think I was this week. I saw a couple posts yesterday. So. Uh I'll have to go check it out. Um, somebody just asked where it's sold. Uh, the website, I think, is knittersplanner.com. Yeah. But the Instagram handle is the knitters planner. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, the 2023 planners are for sale right now, right? I think Not it's this fall. Yeah. I don't know the date yet. But yeah. yeah. Um, so they're starting talking about the designers. They've revealed the designs. Um, yeah. Somebody else earlier said they're at work, they're paralegal, but still trying to pay attention to you guys. Glad it's being recorded. Well, thank you. For joining and for telling us what you're up to. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you want to go ahead and share a little bit about, well, first of all, actually, I want to ask, have you done much third-party publishing? Um, a little bit. Uh, I've worked with nitpicks a lot um, in the past. Uh, this summer, I have a um, stocking pattern that was released in one of their books. That was crazy exciting. Um, I couldn't believe it. So I did that. Um, I've done, it was a subscription month box. Yarniverse. I did two patterns for that, two sock patterns for those. Um, yeah, here and there a little bit. I love it. I think it's exciting and it's something new and you get to try and work with some amazing companies. Amazing, like, just, yeah. I'm still in awe every single time I get to work with someone and I'm like, you want me? Like, like me? Like, I just, I truly... It's just who I am. Like, I'm, yeah. That's so, so fun. Yeah. I, um, for the longest time, um, you've been designing, like, about six months longer than me, I think. Like, you okay. started design. well, yeah, you started designing about the same time I started Snickerdoodle Knits, but oh, I was wow. at a shop to start with selling hand knits, okay. and it was about six months later that I started designing, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started in 2018. Yeah, I started designing in April 2019, so, yes. So, I was about to say pandemic, but no, no, it was later the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dates are all, no, all, yes. all, in the last four years, dates are mashed up together. Yeah, so for, like, I always thought that I wouldn't really love third-party publishing, felt like, like, maybe I wouldn't have, feel like I had as much of a connection with, uh, 
the knitters and things like that. And so I was really hesitant to try third party publishing. Um, really? Okay. And so I had done, submitted a couple things to Pom Pom that were never accepted. And then I was like, oh, actually, I didn't want to design those things anyway. They're not, <laughs> they're not my style. <laughs> um, and then I submitted to the Knitter's Planner. So that was my first time working third party. And I was so surprised by how much I loved it. And I'm like, ooh, I, I want to do I'm... more of this. <laughs> I think it's the excitement of also being having that big secret, not having it out there, doing something behind the scenes and just wanting to tell everyone about it and you can't. And then the excitement that kind of like is building that you can't wait to just tell people like, so I completely get it. I think also it's like when we're self-publishing, well, usually I'm working with a hand dyer but I don't really have other people on my design team um like and so it was totally a new thing to like just be able to hand over the pattern and they take care of the photography they take, and it's like I know oh, this is night like it feels well and just like the connection talking through the pattern and different things like that yeah. like just felt it's like oh I'm not alone anymore <laughs> no and it, it's I've never the few times I've done that yes like so um, if anybody's wondering kind of behind, we knit up our sample, we send it, and then they take the photos, and we also write up the, our pattern, and then they have their tech editor look over it. They have all of those things behind, so it's like you're sending your baby out in the world, and you're like, please take care. Like, <laughs> And it's so incredible to see them taking the photos and seeing, I don't know, it's just it's so much fun. I really love it. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have loved it as much, you know, like starting off. Um, yeah. But now I'm like to the place where I can really appreciate it and value it. <laughs> and like, um, I always tell this to people because some people are like, I've done this before and I never get accepted for anything. It's like, if you only knew how many, like we don't get accepted, like don't be discouraged and keep trying and keep trying like hopefully one day yes there's also so many different opportunities out there that you don't even know about until you really start no yeah i i agree i haven't even opened it up there like too much because i'm just i'm crazy up in my ears in design so i'm yeah. just trying to stay afloat and but oh my gosh lorinda of the knitter's planner is amazing to work with like she just it was awesome i loved it yes yeah. uh linsa just up from the barn made a coffee and knitting on my b spill tea don't get to ch catch very many lives thanks Hi, for joining Lynn. um yeah okay so i think the only other thing i wanted to mention before we got started <laughs> 15 minutes later um is that you will be a guest inside the design circle in October, I think. So, yes. um, I checked I the date this morning. <laughs> um, I know I've seen a few different folks from the design circle are on here. Um, Julie Ann will be chatting with us about using Patreon as a tool for income as a designer. So yeah. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I, I'm excited too. I have no idea like what it's like 
questions and everything. I absolutely love sharing knowledge and I love being able to help anybody that I can. So I think it's awesome. Yes. I saw Whitney join. Hey, Whitney. <laughs> and Moon Glow Yarn Company yeah. said hello. Is that Whitney? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi, Whitney. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess maybe that's a good segue to talk a little bit about how you got started in because you don't just design, you have Patreon, and you're selling other yarn. I am a little bit. Um, so Patreon is something that I tried two years ago, and I'm always open about this. I tried two years ago, and I had one person sign up. So I had one amazing person, and I was like, I was very thankful that at least one person wanted to. But after a few months, I was like, there's still only one person. Maybe this isn't the time. Or, you know, I need to, to rethink what my platform I want it to be. So I tried Patreon again. Oh my God. Not this February. It's been about a year and a half. And it's created this community of makers that I could never have thought. Like, I get super emotional anytime I talk about it because I am so thankful for them. We have over 160 members in the active in the Patreon group right now. And monthly we have Zooms. Um, we have free patterns of the month. We have knit-alongs. We have a private Discord group. Um, we have so many things. We have swaps going on. There's so many things active in that group that so many people have come to me and said, like, I feel like I actually have a community of knitters. And I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted you to feel like, you know, you have friends and we can knit together. We can do things together. We even have um, a book along. We have yarn dyers of the month. Like there's so many things happening there that it's just, yeah, I call it, I tell my husband it's blown up because it's just, I, yeah. Yes. So exciting when it like worked the way it's supposed to work. And it was definitely like a slow build. Like the first day was not 160 people. <laughs> now, would that be amazing? Absolutely. But it takes a lot of time because people, you know, people need to, people need to feel like they need to know you. They need to know like, what is this platform? A lot of people aren't familiar with Patreon and, you know, what am I paying for exactly? Um, I'm seeing someone say, I'm a beginner and I feel intimidated when around other knitters. Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest reasons is my Patreon group has some people who just picked up their needles knitting. And I have others who've been knitting for 50 years. And it's just a lot of fun because knitters keep helping each other. And it's just a really good mix of good people. Yes. I'll uh, add on to this as a response to the comment. Um, sometimes I still feel intimidated around other knitters too. So don't worry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, you can't compare yourself because there's just, you just can't. Yep. So, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, Patreon has grown. Um, 
a lot in the past year and a half and it just keeps growing and I'm just so incredibly thankful for that. So yeah, we have that and we have designs and then we have the YouTube channel and the podcast and then we also have somewhat of a little shop. I'm going to be slowing it down because everything's kind of like highly. So I'm like, okay, Julie, like you've gone, you know, <laughs> so yeah. So exciting. So how did you get started in selling yarn? It was something that um, some of my patrons actually came out to me and they were like, you know, this would be so much fun if we could buy things all in one place. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, so they wanted more of like a one-stop shop to be able to buy like some patterns and have the yarns. So that was one of my big things is that I wanted also to sell kind of kits that were with patterns that I've designed and you could buy the yarn in the shop and you could buy the notions or you could buy things that you didn't have to go to five different makers, right? So and to save on the shipping. So that's kind of where it started, where I was like, okay, I'll try it out see how it goes and if not I can't say that I haven't tried I'm willing to try anything once um so yeah it was some patron members that came to me and were like it'd be really fun if if we could just buy from like one location so I was like okay let me try this out and so yeah it's kind of it's kind of where it started (laughs) um and what all dyers do you feature you have in your shop so right now I still have um Eight. We only have eight left of the um, Coffee House Sock Club. So that's um, three full skeins sock sets that I'm going to be designing the Coffee House Sock Club this fall. Um, that's from Vita Lifestyle, who is Victoria, um, all the way from New Jersey. And she dyes like crazy gorgeous yarn. Um, we also have a ton of just her mini skeins and full skeins. We have Mama Jess yarns, Camp Fiber yarns. A little bit of sweet skein of mine, Yarnaceous, um, Vita Lifestyle, uh, Circus Tonic Handmade, Polka Dot Creek, Craft Nut Yarns, Marble Yarns, Flock Fibers, um, and we have some Woolen Co. So fun. There so go, that's <laughs> So yeah, so anyway, yeah, so we have tons of those, and like I said, um, I'm going to be slowing it down just a little bit, just because I need to kind of get my head, you know, over, over water, because there's a lot going on, and all is coming, and yeah, so have some fun things planned. Yeah, do you have any uh, things planned that you can share? I do, so, um, actually releasing tomorrow is this tea that I have been like wearing constantly and people are just probably sick and tired of seeing this tea but I'm still gonna show it anyways um so it's my olive branch tea and I absolutely love it I love something that is flattering to everybody so it is size inclusive goes up to a 60 inch bust before the positive ease um and yeah, it's knitting fingering weight at a very loose gauge. There we go. And I just love it. I love how it has like a little bit of detail, but it's not like 
overly complicated or and and also if you see a lot of my lace tees you'll see that a lot of the lace is a little bit upper than on the this area because look we all wear bra but we don't need everyone knowing what color of bra we're wearing so and i don't i didn't want to feel like people needed to wear a tank top underneath because i don't Mm-hmm. So having this lace a little above, um, you can just wear the tee like it is. Yes. Um, yeah. So a lot of my tees, you'll see the lace is a little bit upper and it gives kind of that um, flexibility. Yeah. We have some folks saying they're excited to get the pattern and want to Yay. make it. Maria comes up tomorrow. <laughs> really said that she was wearing her everyday tee yesterday. Thank you, friends. <laughs> yes, and um, I'm actually working on a new design. I am obsessed apparently now with Olive. <laughs> um, so this is out of We Are Knitters in their Easy Breezy yarn. So I am designing the adult pullover, um, and then I'm doing the color work, the white, and then I'll go back into the olive. So yeah, and then this one's coming out in October. So it'll come out in children's sizes, uh, women's sizes, and men's sizes. So it's going to be, it's going to be a beast. So that's what I'm working on as we're chatting. (laughs) So fun. Um, So how would you describe like your design aesthetic? Like what do you, what do you try to create? I try to create, so for socks, I don't, I don't know if I have a certain style for socks because I just find that they're so fun and whimsical and you can really make anything. Socks are a way to just, I don't know, like I love the color work and I love cables and I love like, so for socks for me, they're kind of like all over the place because I love it all. For garments, I love things that are classic and that are wearable um, and that also that try to fit multiple people and look good on multiple people i want you to have like the tea patterns that i have i want you to feel like you can just pick it up wear it with a dress wear it with a pair of jeans um you know make 10 of them in different colors and be able to have it as your staple wardrobe i want things that you feel like you want to wear and that are wearable because i don't want to knit a sweater and you raise your hands and you know like and it's not comfortable I want people to feel good in what they're wearing I want people to feel yeah Catherine mm-hmm. said Julie's socks are how she plays with newer fun things I swear they, they are your version of a slash <laughs> thanks friend yeah so socks are something for me that I don't have a box like I don't put myself in a box for socks Oh, that's cute. Okay. Because <laughs> I just find they're so much fun. I love playing with whimsical, like my um, watermelon socks. People really love that, like the more whimsical. And then I have my more serious, like, cables and textures. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just having fun and being creative and yeah, figuring out new ways to play with color work and stitches. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, that's how I would describe that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely would, like, Fun is like the main word. I think I would describe your 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I usually think of like your socks when I think of your work and then like fun, bright, colorful. <laughs> Most people do. I, I'm mostly known as um, um, designer of socks. So I think it's a lot of fun. And I just, yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever get tired of socks. And I don't know why or how, but there's just so many beautiful yarns and combinations and patterns and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so how did you really get into socks? Like, did you start off with a lot of socks or did you kind of find yourself in that niche? So do you mean in designing or knitting them in general? Designing. So designing socks was something that I found that was more approachable for me rather than designing a garment from the get-go because socks was something that I was already passionate about. I knew how to knit. I knew how to knit the multiple sizes. I knew how to do a heel flop and gusset. Like it was just things that were in, in my wheelhouse. So adding some textures or color work or things to that, that my base knowledge I already knew, I thought that that was more approachable than me trying to knit, I don't know, like a full cable sweater seamed and all of these things, right? So I had already known the base of socks and just adding some fun elements. I was like, ooh, okay. And when I first started designing, I thought, and I told my husband at the time, who's still my husband, I'm just like, at the time. <laughs> um, at the time I told him, I said, you know what? If one person buys my pattern, I'm gonna use that money and that's gonna be my yarn spending money. I told him, I told him, I said, whatever money I make from designing, that's my like extra spending money that I'm gonna use to buy yarn and he's like oh yeah like you know it won't and I released my first pattern and like a few people bought it and I'm like holy guacamole like it it was it was amazing exhilarating like I couldn't believe it so then I just kept designing and designing and then finding really my groove into what I really like designing what I didn't like um and it just kind of continued from there I had friends that were yarn dyers um, that were so generous, and I used also some stash that I had. Um, yeah, and it just kind of grew from there. Yes. So but I always encourage anybody, if they want to start designing, just do it. Use up some stash. Like, that's what I did. I used up stash yarn, and I tried it. I put it out, and I was like, <laughs> do, you, do you want this? Um, and I just think that, yeah, it's – why not try? Yeah. Right? Like, you'll never know. And we all have such a different aesthetic that I think some people have a tendency to say, oh, there's so many designers out there. Yeah, but you're not going to have the same look. You're not going to have the same aesthetic. You're not going to have the same mindset or the ideas that somebody else might have. So there's room for anybody. And I think such a big part of our businesses usually we are the face of our business and nobody else has the same personality that you do. <laughs> exactly. People mostly know me for, and I, I, I'm very transparent. I'm a quirky person. I'm very, you know, very honest and very there. Um, some people are more hidden from um, their business. I'm just like, here I am. I hope you guys like me. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. It's, being able to see other people and you must feel that way make or knit a design it's like yeah 
somebody actually knitting up a design it's just like wow like that yeah. feeling of yes um and another thing to go back on you mentioned like how it was a journey of you like kind of really finding your groove and what you enjoyed um and i think no matter how prepared you think you are or aren't at the beginning <laughs> it's always going to be a journey um yeah. so you don't have absolutely to figure it out no. if you have the passion the only thing that i will always say that i always say to everybody um tech editor and test knitters are key if you are starting out please do not try to publish a pattern without those they are key um so yeah that's the only thing i will always mention is to <laughs> yeah yes um yeah yeah uh, it's kind of funny because we see and i was the same way so many designers that start out and they're like oh i don't have a budget to pay a tech editor um but then really that's when we need it the most because they teach us so much about pattern writing and you know finding errors and all of that yeah. things and um if anyone also is wanting to be an inspiring designer there are ravelry groups um, and I'm sure Jessica, you know about those, like the budding designers and things like that. And there's some people in there who are just starting out tech editing and want clients for the first time. And sometimes they'll even do it for free, um, to kind of build up their portfolio. So if you're both kind of starting out, you can help out each other and you can find the connections that way. So there's like Facebook groups and I know there's budding designers in Ravelry and I know there's one more. There's just designers. I don't remember if there's much of that. It's kind of budding, budding designers is one of the top ones. So yeah. you'll, have, you'll have a bunch in there. <laughs> Catherine said, and the design circle. <laughs> yes. We have, there's several, multiple designers inside the design circle who are also back editors as well. Um, that's nice. Uh, the place that I used to use a lot was the Tech Editor Hub Facebook group. Um, yeah. There's a lot of tech editors there and a lot that have like recently finished the tech editing course and all of that. Yeah. Um, and so if you just post on there and say, hey, I'm looking for somebody. Yeah. That's a good way to find. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if you're just starting out. Yes. Yeah. And um, there's always, you know, maybe there's other services that you can trade somehow. Um, yeah. Where you can help each other out without having to pay monetarily. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, somebody said, my bosses are getting on my nerves. They keep giving me work. <laughs> How dare they? Don't they know you're alive? You should um, not do that. Yes, yes. Uh, so when you were talking about your socks, uh, how you got into it, like, well, how it felt like the approachable thing. I was very much the same way, but I was with shawls. I, I oh, hadn't okay. been knitting that long before I started designing. Um, and oh, wow. I had just like learned how to make shawls. And so then that was the thing. Like socks were definitely a no, um, <laughs> but shawls like became my thing because that was like my palette where I was like, okay, it's easy to, I can do the math. I can figure out how to play with textures and colors and different things. Yeah. And so, we I feel like we're kind of giving tips for anybody who's new, but if you're newer, wanting to start designing, absolutely, start where you're at. You don't have to no. be a 
a knitting master. <laughs> no. Just got a test knitter, test knitters, and tie cutter there. That's, that's, that's the one you can't cheap out on. No. Yes. Um, and uh, I actually, maybe instead of making the whole live about test knitting and tech knitting, <laughs> I have some blog posts on it. Uh, but my, so if you're curious, you can go to sacreddoodlenets.com. Uh, but the, my main thing for test knitting is the tech, the test knit, oh, Yarn Pond is the, it's yeah. a paid service, but it's amazing for finding. I haven't used it, but I know I, I, I need to get into that because I find sometimes when you're doing like um, garments, uh, some sizes are harder to find than others. And I mean, it's a lot of time, a lot of yarn, a lot of commitment. So I know that it's, I know something um, Mary said, we learned so much as a test knitter too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, yarn pond is something that I've had a lot of newer designers really appreciate because they don't have the audience and stuff to build front to to fill their time and stuff. Um, but that reminded me, I've been on your testing list like probably at least three years, <laughs> and I, I get all of your your messages on Ravelry, but I haven't ever tested. <laughs> No, I've never seen an application. Okay. No, I, <laughs> I I was doing a little bit of testing before I started designing and then after yeah. that I haven't I've done like one test since so I I test it here and there. I think that it's a nice break from designing. I think that it's fun and also you get to learn how somebody else's brain works. Mm -hmm. I think it's brilliant. Um also gives because when you're designing you are constantly like Right now, I'm into, I had to do some color work-ish thing. But right now, I'm in rows of stockinettes. So I can do this at the same time we're chatting. Don't need to stress about it. But if I'm doing something else, I'm like, okay, um, I'm, I'm doing this, um, many rows for this, and then that. And then, so you're always trying to write down what you're doing. But when you're doing someone else's patterns, you are literally just reading a recipe and following along. And it's just glorious. Like, it's just... That is part of why when I can, I like to write my pattern before I start knitting because then it's like you get to just knit it. <laughs> I do that too. People think, people think I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, I like, I follow a pattern. I know exactly what I'm doing, where I'm at. Da, da, da. Like, and I figure it's like a first round of test knitting. Like, it's bit. easier to catch mistakes that way because it's like, oh, that wasn't right. Like, <laughs> Exactly. So. I, I'm totally with you. I do that a lot. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I'm just like working backwards. Usually I like start at the beginning. But now that we're, you've talked about <laughs> your, your designing already, how did you get into knitting and designing? Um, so knitting for me, so ooh, when I was extremely young, I have the same story as everybody. My grandmother knit. Um, she gave me two long straight needles cast on and I was making a scarf that went all wishy-washy. Never went further than that for me. I just, it wasn't something at the time that I really wanted to get into. So fast forward to 10 years ago, I was sick with a cold in bed. No joke. And I thought, you know what? 
I'm stuck this week. Why not go to Michael's, uh, get some yarn and needles and teach myself how to knit? Like that's out of nowhere. I decided, you know what, I'm just going to, so I bought some line brand yarn and then I bought these wooden double pointed needles and I taught myself um, on YouTube how to make socks on double pointed needles and everything. And they came out like, <laughs> like quite Bigfoot size, but I learned all of the techniques. I learned, you know, how to do things. And after that, I thought, okay, I finished a pair of socks. Um, it was more slippers. And I did a feral hat, color work hat. I was like, let me dive into a color work hat. I didn't have a knit group at the time. I didn't have um, Ravelry or anything like that. I just was going off of, I like it, let me try it. And I always encourage other knitters to do things like that because if somebody tells you, this is hard. You're always going to have that perception of, oh, fudge, I can't do that because it's hard. But whereas I was going in blind, I didn't know that it was supposed to be hard knitting slippers on double pointed needles or a color work hat. Color work was a complicated thing. I just learned from the beginning. And I kind of never stopped knitting from there. Um, yeah, so, and I've been, I've been knitting over 10 years. I've been designing patterns over four years. I now think I have like 120 something patterns, which is bonkers in four <laughs> years. Um, so yeah, no, it's just kind of started from there. And then my journey into designing was, I had some yarn and I thought I had an idea for it. I used it on a pair of socks. That was my changing season socks and people bought it. And I was like, okay this is a thing like it was never something like I'm gonna be a knitwear designer and I just followed my passion of I want to make something I wonder if other people want to make it too yes that's yeah. so fun um so if you have if you have I don't know how I was gonna phrase that question basically where I was going don't worry about is uh what what kind of tips or advice do you have for designers from like the business perspective? Like maybe they've started designing, they found their passion, but then they like want to grow as a business. What kind of? Um, that's a good question. So, huh. I'm trying <laughs> to think more. So if you're wanting to grow into a little bit more designing, it's just because I still, I, I see myself as a small, small, small business because I'm only exactly like you. There's nobody else on my design team. Like I am me, myself, and I, um, you know, I'm the only one. But first, I think it needs to come, um, make sure you are designing things for yourself and not for anybody else. That's a huge one because what happens is when we start designing for other people, we think, I don't really like this, but I know that they're going to like this. Or you're trying to mimic somebody else. At the end of the day, you're not going to like what you're doing and you're not going to feel inspired because you are trying to be something that you're not. Yes. That's like one of my top tips is make sure that it's coming from you and that you want to make it because you want to stay true to yourself and you want to create an audience that is going to respond to that and that is also going to resonate with you because you are creating an audience of people who also like the same aesthetic that you like 
Whereas if you're trying to do something else and you're trying to say, I'm going to mimic Hohi Lokatali. Okay. But that's not your style, even though like, she's like, like a God in my eyes. <laughs> Me but, too. <laughs> so if you're trying to create a different type, you're going to burn out. You're going to not feel authentic and you're not going to go it for the long haul. And you're also going to create an audience that is not really true to who you are as a designer. So figuring out who you are and what you want is like one of the biggest basic things you can do to grow. Yes. Because once you start doing that, it's just going to organically come organically. People are going to find you. Um, like some people have been asked like by very rude people, like, did you use like, Oh, you've grown so much. Like, you know, did you pay? And I'm like, no, people just love me. Like, <laughs> yes. But it's just, you don't use those things. Don't use all of that. Just be you authentic. Make sure your designs are what you want. Um, and people are going to find you. People are going to love who you are. Yeah. I think that was, and, and be also like show yourself. People don't just want to see knitting. They want to buy from a person. A lot of times you're going to support a maker because you like their personality. You like who they are. You like, you know, the person behind the business, you want to support them. So I think a lot of that has to do with you being the face of your business. Yes. Yes. Okay, that was a lot. I feel like all of my, so I have a podcast for designers. I feel like almost every podcast turns into that rant. <laughs> so I totally agree. Absolutely. And it's so hard because you hear some people being like, well, I know that others would like this. Yeah, but do you like it? Is that what you want to be designing? So what I do is I design things that I want to wear and I hope that others feel the same way. And also like not every single thing that I make, people are going to want to knit. Okay. Because I can, you know, sometimes I can, I can shift in things and some people will be like, Julie, I don't know what that is, but I don't want to wear that. And other times they're going to be like, this is it. Like, so it's, yeah, just stay true to yourself and people are going to follow. People are going to find you. People are going to do that. And it's going to make it so much easier for you, not only to design, but to show up in your marketing and as a business because yeah. otherwise you kind of have to put on a false front and that can be really exhausting. hard to bear for a long time. <laughs> yes. It's exhausting. And, and a lot of people sometimes will be like, Julie, you're always so happy and things. It's because that's the kind of energy that I want to bring around my business. I want to bring that type of positivity where you know what, hopefully I can make someone's day. Hopefully that they can watch and feel happy and be inspired. And, you know, that's that's the type of person I am. So that's always what I try to bring to the yes. platform. Yes, yes. And then I guess, so you mentioned, like, first thing is, like, get to know who you are, which yep. I totally agree. Um, but I will also go back to the journey idea and say, if you don't really understand who you are yet, that's okay. You can work through that. <laughs> I feel like the first like three years of my business have been me like really figuring out who I am. And now it's like, yep. oh, now I get it. <laughs> but and it's absolutely, I absolutely agree. When I first started designing, I didn't have like a full 
laid out plan and being like, I'm only going to design this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like, I think we are always still discovering who we are because we're changing and we're constantly, you know, evolving. And it's just that, I think it's just the main component is staying true to who you are as you're growing, staying, staying that person. I think it's like one of the biggest things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is this is a fun question that I sometimes like to ask, and it can be a hard question. (laughs) All right, what are are three words that you would use to describe yourself? Quirky. I would like to think I'm approachable. I would like to think that. I always try. I would say quirky, approachable, sarcastic. Yes, I love it. That's so fun. Um, yeah, yeah, that's something I've done it a couple times where I kind of start the, the feature designer thing like that, and it's kind of just a fun way to like get to know so something I love about these chats Catherine said you're super approachable (laughs) thanks Catherine um like what I love about lives and you do a lot of lives but um, is really getting to know more of the personality of the designers there are so many folks that are hesitant to do live videos and things like that and you really don't get to know who they are and what their personality is like. It's scary putting yourself out there. It's scary doing a live video. And I mean, the internet, you don't know who's behind the computers and it's scary. And it's just, you know, you're always going to have that worry. There's not a time where I'm going live where I'm not stressing out. Okay. I'm going to not try to stress out, (laughs) but there's not a time where I'm like super confident and be like, I'm amazing. People are just going to love me. Like it's, you're always going to have that. Like it's, but yeah I have some followers that are usually always in my lives and make like we have a blast we have fun we chat we it's a lot of fun yeah and I think when you're willing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there that's when you can really like create the the deep connections that are really valuable because then the other folks are are actually excited to connect with you and and they get to know you yes (laughs) like I find that a lot of people, what they forget when you're starting designing or yarn dyer or whatever, is that the person behind the business is as important as the product that you're putting out. And I think a lot of people forget that where they think, you know what, oh, if I just have pretty yarn, people are going to buy it. It's like, yes, to a certain point, but people, people will buy from the person rather than just the product. Think about how many people, I mean, when we're talking about designing, how many people buy Kohi Locatelli, Andrea Mowry, Caitlin Hunter patterns because it is Kohi or Caitlin or (laughs) Andrea. Absolutely. You know that person and you created a connection or you, you know who they are. Like it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge to know that there's a person behind that business. Or if they're yarn dyers, you want to know 
oh, I love being able to support another mom. I love being able to support, you know, um, a local person who is local to me. Or you can find that connection and have that with your audience. And I think that's, that's huge. Yes. Yes. Um, so do you want to chat? I'm realizing time is passing a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> do you want to share a bit about your interests outside of knitting and designing? Um, so my main, main thing that takes up 90% of my time, I have twin girls who are turning five in January, which is mind blowing to me that I have almost two five-year-olds. Um, so they are Claire and Chloe. Um, they take up <laughs> most of my time. Uh, I love them. Um, usually we absolutely love uh, bringing them to the beach or taking walks in the parks and trails and things. We just really love trying to bring them out and about together. Um, I absolutely love reading. I could read a book a day. Um, I have a Kindle and I'm obsessed. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I read and knit at the same time. I love it. Um, <laughs> other What's things your I love Go ahead. Oh, no, you go. What's your favorite kind of books to read? Or so I have two different types. I have the cheesy romance, like that are just, you know what? Look, we all kind of like the easy, simple romance. Now it could be a little bit steamy, or it could be, you know, fine. I'm good with both. Um, <laughs> I also love, like, cozy mysteries. Like those, like, knit one, pearl twos, and, like, murder at the, like, those simple mysteries. I don't want, like, you know, all the complicated ones. But, yeah, those would be, like, my two genres. I use, like, that romance, chiclet, and then I also love those cozy mysteries. That's, I love them. What are you reading right now? Um, right now, I am reading two different books. I usually, I, I usually only knit one or read one. Um, so if anybody knows, it's called Joanne Fluke. And she has like 20-something books in this series. It's ridiculous. Um, and I am reading book 14, I think. It's a murder mystery. And then... Um, I'm also reading the one for our Patreon group, which is the Vampire Knitting. Can't remember the name. I'm awful. I know anyway. like I've heard of it, but I have no idea what the, the title. I can't remember it. <laughs> uh, somebody responded, submitted a question, and said favorite book. Vampire Knitting <laughs> Club. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. So yeah, that's um, this month we have in the Patreon group, we have a read along for the first time. So we're reading, um, they voted and we're reading that one. So I've started it and it's so good. Um, and I'm hoping to finish it today. But yeah, so for that, I love sewing. I'm not good at it, mm -hmm. but I like it. I'm trying to make what, quilts. What, do you mostly make quilts then? Sorry. Yeah, oh no, don't apologize. Um, yeah, so grab it here. So this one, um, for anybody who quilt as you go, it's a method where you you like your fabrics and you quilt it onto the the um, the like quilt batting, and then you join the back, and it's just like strips, like so pretty. 
So I'm gonna sew all of these all together. <laughs> so there's like, it's gonna be a big lab quilt. I'm actually hoping to finish it today. And yeah, so I'm not the best because like the scenes are like nowhere near um, matching, like not even one bit. Like this is supposed to be level. Is it level? No, it's not. No. Who's gonna but, be looking in your lap though? So. <laughs> it's you know what? I'm planning more family quilts, and the girls are super excited for it. So I'm like, okay, it's yeah. gonna be on my couch. So. And I think that it's important to do more of things that we just enjoy. That's something I realized with a lot of like hobby stuff was a lot of times we start to put a lot of pressure on ourselves about it being perfect and then we don't enjoy it anymore and it's not just fun. <laughs> and I think a lot of that also has to do if you are a knitwear designer, your job is your hobby, which is great and a lot of fun. But I do also think that that's why I do test knitting or that's why I do like a pattern from somebody else because then that's a more my hobby, right? Rather than the design, which I love, absolutely adore, it's my passion. But sometimes you need kind of that mental break of being able to have that vanilla knitting or potato chipping like they yeah. like the kids <laughs> <laughs> um so question about your girls have they shown any interest in like any of your hobbies the girls want to knit <laughs> can they knit no so i i'm a thrower so when I knit, I take my yarn and I loop it. So that's just how I knit, how my grandmother knit. Just so every night I knit on the couch when, so every single night we take our family time where after supper, baths, everything, we watch TV together. Four of us all on one couch and Chloe is usually always next to me. And she's like, in French, she's like, can I help? Can I help? <laughs> and I'm like, no, sweetie. But when she does, she'll come on top of me and I'll say, okay, you take that yarn and then she loops it. So <laughs> then I knit and then she loops it and I knit. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, I've tried with like, I have super, super bulky yarn from We Are Knitters. Um, I think I got through like two stitches and they were done. They're <laughs> like, me try, me try. And I'm like, wild. <laughs> So I think they will be knitters, especially Chloe, because she will actually pick up my needles and we'll just go like, <laughs> and like, she'll just laugh and she thinks like I'm being like mommy. So, so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so easy when you're actually trying to knit, but. <laughs> no, usually I'll get her to help me throw one, you know, with something a little bit bulkier, like worsted, you know, over not a fingering weight, but they love it. They, they have fun with it. And I think they will, um, whenever they want to, I will teach them. Absolutely. And then I'll even, I told, I told my husband, I'm like, then when I can get them into like their knitting, they can knit up like some samples. Yeah. Get a little production line going. <laughs> but no. Yeah. That's so fun. Uh, Samantha asked, do you sew by hand or machine? Machine. Yeah, I have a machine and um, yeah, I really like it. Um, I do know that you can quilt by hand. I just don't think I have the time. It looks incredible, it looks amazing, but with 
between the two girls, the designing and everything else, I just, maybe once I'm retired. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I even have the exists. patience for hand sewing, I don't think. And it's so funny because people are like, well, you have patience for knitting. And I'm like, yeah, but that's a completely different thing. Like, that's, that's two different things. Like, yes. that's not together. Yes. Um, and when you, like, yeah, there's machine knitting. But when you don't already have a machine in your house, it's not like, oh, there's a faster way I could be doing this right now. Like, with the sewing, a lot of us start with a sewing machine. And so it's like... Why would I go to hand sewing if I have this doesn't make sense. faster <laughs> and cleaner, probably neater? Oh yeah, absolutely. So yes. Do you um sew any clothes or bags? Oh god, or no. Oh else? god, no. <laughs> no, no. I am really not good. Like I can sew the basics. Okay, I can sew the basics and um. I can hem stuff and things like that, but I'm thinking actually, I'm thinking in the fall to take a quilting class. I have a local quilt shop and they do a quilting class. So it's like 10 weeks where you actually go in like every Thursday and for two hours and they do like a different block or whatever. And you got to learn all the techniques. And I feel like quilting is one of those things that I need somebody next to me helping me with the cutting or like the sewing together because it's just a mess it's just (laughs) well i find it kind of funny not not funny in like a i'm laughing at you way but like that you're you do like the quilting and you're like i can't do other stuff and i'm like quilting is like the ultimate hard thing to do in my mind like i i've I basically started with, well, I did, like, a blanket, but uh, I guess it kind of did a quilt thing, but it was, like, big, huge squares, <laughs> um, and then I did a lot of skirts when I was, like, in high school for myself, that was most, and then some bags, but, like, for me, quilting is, like, the hard thing. I think it's because there are so many different pieces, like, when you're doing, like, the small strips and stuff, that's what feels intimidating well, to me. do you know, like... I want to show you because this one you are actually like barely cutting anything so this is called quilt as you go technique and you are actually using a jelly roll so you use the two and a half strips so you just put them on so and then chop off the excess and that's it so you're not having to cut little tiny pieces and then when you put it all together it creates like but that's all with two two and a half strips okay so you're not really doing anything except for just sewing it all on a block that's fun is, <laughs> i want I more like of those the cutting part is the worst part <laughs> i love finishing i i'm a a lot of people okay i have a question are you a project a process or a project knitter uh, i'm more of a project because yeah like I I love knitting obviously like I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy the process but I'm just excited to have the finished thing <laughs> oh I need to finish stuff like that's that's my that's my goal like I'm like I gotta get this done I am 
-hmm. And some people can knit the same swatch over and over and just enjoy the actual process of knitting. I think I would just rip my hair out. Yes. I'm like, no, I need, I need something. Like something needs to get done. Yes. I used to feel like guilt around that. Like, um, you know, the fact that like, I'm just excited for the project. I'm not as excited about the knitting but yeah there's and I also think it's different like some of the projects I enjoy the process more like Mm -hmm. if you're changing colors or you're doing something and you're seeing that color work or if there's something but just on a normal like this you know tea where this is just all stocking it after the lace yeah no I want to plow through that like as fast as I can okay yes I uh it's only been more recently that I've started to actually enjoy stocking it, but I just sit and watch or listen to something, and so I'm not paying attention to my knitting. Um, Why do you think I have would, this during our live? <laughs> I have definitely been known to fall asleep when knitting stocking it because it's so boring. <laughs> no way. Yes. So uh, that like for me especially in my earlier designs it's like okay I really need something that's engaging to work like I'm not just gonna sit here and knit knit (laughs) I think I need always a balance because my life is so hectic with my girls and I think a lot of my designs kind of reflect that also where you have a little bit of the the a little bit of technique or a little bit of something and then it's kind of smooth sailing because I need designs or projects that are at different stages where at night when I'm watching TV, I can just knit in the round. When I'm here chatting with you, I can knit in the round. And then when I have more time for myself, then I can really sit down, focus, you know, follow chart, whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's also kind of having that balance of different projects. Yeah. And for me, it's definitely, now that I do a lot more, but I, have a lot more work outside of my designing with mentoring designers and the design circle and the podcast um my knitting doesn't have to be as engaging for me because my brain is operating high enough in other areas and so it's been interesting because it used to be really hard for me because the stuff that I love to wear is stockinettes and I hated knitting it and now I'm finally getting to the place where it's like okay I actually enjoy knitting the stuff that I enjoy wearing (laughs) Yeah, it, it it takes that. It takes takes time to develop, and it takes time to you know to get to get to that. But completely understand. <laughs> yes. Um. So, do you have some of your designs you want to share with us? Well, I'm in I'm in my yarn room. So, what do you want to see? Um. You. I had asked what your favorite designs were, and then I didn't. It, it's left on the email. I don't have your list. Do you? Oh. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> oh, good gosh. Um, favorite designs would have to be um, the watermelon socks. I really love those. Do you um, have them next to you? I do. I do. Can you bring them? I will bring you. I will bring you through my room. Um, I think I do. They're somewhere. We have tons and tons of yarn. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, it's ridiculous how much yarn and how much. Oh, right here. Here we go. So, these are, 
anything's going yet. These are the watermelon socks. <laughs> and I think they're just so stinking cute. They're so adorable. <laughs> so this was um, Hello Summer Sock Club with Whitney of Moonglow. We had, um, she has kits in her shop and then I designed some fun patterns to go along with it. So this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, Heather said those are the best. Love the watermelon socks. Thanks, Heather. Um, yeah, so this one is definitely one of my favorites. Um, April Showers is also one of my favorites. Was also a collab I did with Whitney. That is one of my favorites of your designs. Oh, is it? <laughs> so cute. Thank you. So it's super, super simple. And then it's like rain, but it's also um, gradient in the color work. And mm -hmm. some fun stripes. So um, those two are definitely some of my favorites. Um, I don't have, because I gifted them to my mom, but I have um, Fingering White Cold Winter Nights, which is also one of my favorite. This is my worst of weight version. So it's like green. You want like a comfy, cozy pair of socks. Like so it's it like totally is like what you know on a cold, snowy afternoon. It's like you want to curl up with those socks on the couch and read a book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cold winter night has to be one of my favorite just because it's um, it was like my third design or fourth design that I ever came up with. It was something that I had in my brain. I knew I wanted to design. I knew, and I just, yeah. And honestly, the one that I'm wearing right now is one of my favorites. I've not wanted to take this off. Um, like, I've been so ridiculous that, like, the last podcast, like, I think the last two podcasts I've had, I'm wearing it. All of my lives, I'm wearing it. I'm just like, I love it so much. Um, you need to see it. I love that we can get away with things like this in our community because we all get it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, um, oh, and also I absolutely love, um, I know it's basic, but my double stranded socks. So I came out with holding fingering weight double and I have sizes. I want to say toddler all the way to adult large or extra large. And it's just using up your leftover yarns, using up those fingering weight and you hold it double and I just love it. And I knit so many socks that way. And those are a all lot of fun. So cozy looking. <laughs> I'm in East Coast Canada, so it gets cold here, so that's why we have all the, the comfy, wumpy socks, I call them. That is the one disadvantage. So I'm from Montana originally. Okay. To winters, and now I live in North Carolina, where we're lucky if we see flurries of snow in the sky. <laughs> no way. So, uh, yeah, it's totally different knitting weather. <laughs> Oh no, here, was it last year, last, last winter was so bad, um, snow-wise, amount that we had, so I'm in New Brunswick, Canada, and so we have our shed, and we have a tree, well, it broke our little tree, because the yarn, or the yarn, <laughs> the snow, can you tell what's on my brain, um, the snow was piled so high over the shed that we could walk onto our shed's roof like it was crazy we have a six six or eight foot fence and there was only that much missing for it to be level to the fence in our backyard and that's like not plowed or anything that was how much snow had fallen 
and it just kept falling and nothing was melting. So it was, we get a ton of snow. <laughs> like if you want snow, Jessica, I'll send you some. I'll send you some this year, okay? I actually, do, I love the look of snow. I don't like being cold. I like being cozy. So I like being able to wear my hand knits, but I don't like going outside and like getting frostbite as soon as I walk out. And there's, there's this time, I agree with you, but there is this time when it's after, I don't know how, because you guys are Fahrenheit or whatever, where it's like less than minus 10 for us. And where you are cold, but if you wear your hand knits and you wear a hat and everything and you are like perfect temperature, we go walking in the trails so much with the girls because here they actually plow the trails so you can mm -hmm. walk and you see like everything covered in snow. It's so magical, but I do admit that. And then you come in and you do like tea or coffee and it's just put on your wool socks. Yes. I uh, I don't mind. I can still go home in the winter. I get when, you, when you want the snow, you'll go. <laughs> and we have the mountains here. They're not like okay. the rocks that I'm used to, but we can go up in the mountains and there's some snow, especially if you go like into Virginia and stuff. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I, that's another thing where it feels weird to like say I'm a knitter and that I don't love the cold. <laughs> No, no, you like being comfortable. <laughs> That's okay. And the other thing is, my husband, he always has the, the temperature inside is always cooler than I would like it. So I all year round, I'm still wearing my knits. <laughs> Just <inside>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So Craftnet Yarns had said that the scale socks are adorable too. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> Uh, from New Orleans, no such thing as winter. Yep. Oh, Jace. Well, you'll all have to come to Canada. We, <laughs> we have enough winter for everybody. We'll just have a retreat in Julie's house. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Oh, gosh, if I could, if I could do that. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun chatting. Um, I appreciate it. I'm so thankful you asked. Yes, it's so fun. Um... Where can folks find you in all of the places? Your podcast, your Patreon, all of the things. Okay. I'm Julianne Ninner, both on Instagram and Ravelry. Um, I have a fun YouTube podcast where um, I actually just filmed today, and I'm about to upload it later. So that is Twin Stitches Designs on YouTube. Um, and then my fun Patreon group, um, where every single never is always welcome. If you search Twin Stitches Designs on Patreon, you will find us there. Or you can just go to my profile in my Instagram, and I have my link tree where all the links are all there for you. So, yeah. It's so fun. Thank you so much for hanging out. Um, absolutely. The time absolutely just, like, flew yeah. by it was fun just to hang out and chat get to know a little bit more about about your work and yes yeah. we're excited to talk to you in the design october. in october i know i can't wait i'm super super excited for it and it's going to be interesting yes um and thank you to everybody who joined live and if you didn't catch the whole thing the replay will be available 
on both my account and Julianne's. So yeah. I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your week and we'll chat again sometime. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Bye. Talk to you Thanks. later. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you found it valuable, please share the podcast with a designer friend. And if you have a minute, leave a review. It's so helpful for me and means the world to me. Chat soon.